And welcome back, everybody, to MLB EFS Crickets, your Monday, April 24th edition. And I hope everybody had a great weekend. But we are back. We are back to baseball. We are back to the grind. We are back to another week of MLB DFS action. And we have a nine-game slate to break down tonight. Um, An interesting one, to say the least. Really not a true, true ace on board, to say the least. Uh, We're going to get weird. I'm going to be honest with you. I spent a couple hours yesterday. Now that we're we're three weeks into the season, um, the stat heads out there and... As most of you know that have listened long enough, I'm not a diehard stat person. I embrace what they say. I get it. I do use it. I don't ignore it. But I don't go deep diving into it. I'm more of just I see what I see. I believe what I see. I go off of what I see. But I do embrace it. And I make my charts. And I've started building my charts now. or three weeks in. So I built my team-by-team chart. Because they're starting to slowly get enough data there to the stat heads out there. We're not even close to enough data. To me, we're starting to get an idea of how teams play against certain pitching types. Starting to. Still, in if you take a stats class, sure, we're not there. I get it. But we're getting an idea. Starting pitchers-wise, no. But I started building my template that after next week will be a month in. And I'll put it together to give us a rough idea. I know that won't be enough either. But we're getting somewhere. And I like what I'm seeing, so we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. But it, what we're seeing on these the chart, what I'm trying to say long windedly, it's definitely agreeing with what's been taking place lately. And I like what I'm seeing, and it gives us some nice plays uh, going forward. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna target some some nice stuff tonight. First look at the weather: uh, Cubs at Pirates, wind blowing in hard in Pittsburgh from left center. Uh, Tampa at Baltimore, wind blowing in hard from right in Baltimore. Chances of rain as well, 50 to 60% chances. Keep your eye on that one. We have wind blowing in heavy in Texas, Minnesota at Rangers from right field. So Joey Gallo can only hit it 450 feet instead of 500. That's a shame. Uh, Nationals at Rockies, wind blowing in hard from right field. Same with Harper, only 450 foot homers. Uh, Padres, D-backs, they can close the roof, but if they leave the roof open, wind blowing out hard, just what Coors Light needed more help. And Giants, Dodgers, wind's blowing out there, but it's the, at the nighttime, the, the wind doesn't really matter much there. I'll be honest with you, people understand that. I, if someone was watching my Twitter feed, myself and another guy, Matt Davis, were talking about the, the game just plays so different at night there. The, the, the stadium's built to kind of block the wind a little bit. So... It's a little deceiving, the weather there. A little deceiving. It does help. Don't get me wrong. It does help. Still a little deceiving. Let's take a look at your Vegas totals. We have one, two, three, four, eight and a halfs on the board. Cubs at Pirates. Rays at Orioles. Reds at Brewers. Blue Jays at Angels. We have two nine and a halfs. Twins at Rangers. Padres at D-backs, and then we have the good old 11 with the Nationals at Rockies, Coors Field Special, and then Royals, White Sox, Dodgers, Giants at 8, rounds out our 9-game slate. Let's check out the starting pitching we will be targeting tonight. We'll be kicking it off with Francisco Lariano at $9,700. He's the third highest-priced pitcher on the board. 
And real quick, I want to specify because everyone's going to go, well, why? First off, Hunjin Ryu at $10,200. If I played sound effects, you'd be getting the belly laughing crowd laugh that every radio morning talk drive show plays you. Now, can he go out there and show, throw seven Shadow names? Even Hunjin Ryu, probably not. Probably not. No, no, probably not. But he could probably give you a decent start. But for $10,200, can he get you 25 to 30 points? No. No, he can't. I really don't think so. I know the Giants' offense is horrific. And if he does it, I will for the, be the first one to go, congratulations, because I'll be on my couch crying with him because I'm a Giants fan, and it's already been one of the worst seasons I've witnessed three weeks in. But that price tag is absolutely ridiculous. And to get the bats you're going to need tonight, don't do it. Just don't, don't, don't do it. I know GPPs wise, you're you're saying, "Well, no one's going to be playing them." That's fine. Don't be that person. Just don't do it. Chris Archer, I wanted to, to approach this subject. These are the things I want to point out. He's ten thousand one hundred dollars. Baltimore Orioles they strike out twenty one percent of the time on the season versus right handed pitching. Not bad. But here's what I, and, and their team average is two forty seven on the year versus right handed pitching. Eh, not bad. They're Woba, which is outstanding. One of the best in baseball against right-handed pitching. Third best in base, the fourth best in baseball against right-handed pitching. No, wait, no, about six or seven. Sorry, three twenty-eight. They crush right-handed pitching. Crush, crush right-handed pitching. And to make it even better, they love Chris Archer. If you're a BVP nut, go check out their BVP. It's disgusting. They just love, love, love Chris Archer, led by Manny Machado, 10 for 32 lifetime. But the key thing, because I'm not going to go deep dive into the BVP because I know how many people hate that. The real big thing I want to bring up is Manny Machado's home road splits. It's one th- I, mean, I mean, Chris Archer's home road splits. In his, car- er, in his career, if this will load fast enough, in his career, it doesn't stand out as much. It still does to me because he's got a pretty good size sample. Oh, fuck, wrong page. Load. In his career, low faster. In 417, or 399.2 innings on the at home, 3.18 ERA. 391.2 innings on the road, so pretty even, 3.84. Not too bad, but if you look at that, that sample size, decent gap. Now, if you look at last year, the year he blew up, this is where it stands out to me. Stands out to me quite a bit. He had 102 innings at home, 99 innings on the road. At home, 265 ERA. On the road, 544. That's where everyone forgets how good he actually was last year at times. He was really, really, really good at home. And he just blew up on the road. Now, this year it's a little backwards. He's only had one start on the road, and he has 159 ERA. At home, 19 and two-thirds inning, 366. Take it with a grain of salt. But um, this is a trend because uh, in 2015, 104 innings at home, 294 ERA on the road, 108 innings, 350. It's just a common thing. He's a little worse every time on the road. This is a thing Chris Archer does. So I'm not saying he's not going to have a good start. I'm one of the biggest Chris Archer fans in the world. If you guys listen to my pods, which most of you are now, um, I like him. I like him a lot. I'm going to be avoiding him tonight. A lot of people are going to go his direction because there's not a lot of good high-priced options out there. But um, 
I'm going to go elsewhere. Yeah, on a, a night of really weird stuff with no true aces out there, we're going to roll the GPP dice, and we're going to avoid Chris Archer. And we're going to start off with Francisco Lariano at $9,700. Yes, the Francisco Lariano. I was listening to some things, and I was oblivious to why he got blown up his first start. And there might have been many, many reasons, but this one really stands out to me because he has been lights out the last two starts, the guy that I thought he would be. And we've been on him both times. Remember, I said, let's go back to the well, and he's got us 26.8 and 25 fantasy points where no one was on him. But that first start, they started um, their backup catcher. I believe it was Salta Lamonkey, I believe it was their other catcher, or whoever the hell it is. I can't even remember who it is now. Instead of Russell Martin, who Lariano pitches to very, very well. Well, Martin's been back there the last two times, and Lariano's looked great. He's going up against an Angels team that is just bad at baseball. Um, the Angels, let me pull this up right here. They strike out 21.7% of the time against left-handed pitching with a WOBA of 2.75, one of the worst in baseball, like horrifically bad in baseball. And an average of .226 against left-handed pitching. Not good at all, folks. Not good at all. Lariano's biggest thing always is control. And if so if Lariano can stay under control, he is in line for an outstanding start. I like Lariano a ton of 97. When everybody's playing 400 more to go to Chris Archer, and it's not like I told you, Archer's a great pitcher. I just hate his, his situation. I'll pay down. I'll go Francisco Lariano. Um, Zach Granke. I want to bring this part up. People are going to look at Zach Granke. I am starting to grow on Zach Granke, but I'm growing on Zach Granke on the road. Uh, Coors Light is one of the scarier places on earth, and I will stay away. One thing I will point out, he's in a great spot. The Padres strike out 23.9% of the time against right-handed pitching. Their Woba is offensive at .291 against right-handed pitching, and they hit .218 against right-handed pitching. They are just a bad offense, but they're starting to turn it around in the last week. I will say that much. They have a couple left-handed bats to target, and the right-handed bats of like Hedge, Myers, and Renfro are very scary in that ballpark. As a whole, it's scary, and I think Granky will be chalkier than chalk. Uh, you can go the Granky route if you like at 9,400. I'll be going elsewhere, but I wanted to bring up, I don't blame you if you use him, but I will be going elsewhere. As the total on that game, like I said earlier, is... Uh, is nine and a half. It's the it's tied for the second highest total on the board. So we're gonna probably be game stacking that game. And so Padres will be in play for us as bats. If you want to have some Granky exposure, go for it. But uh, not 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 much for me. Next up, many will be flocking to Jason Vargas at eight thousand dollars. He's been everyone's darling. He's been lights out. We used him against the Giants, and he was remarkable. He outpitched point wise. Outpitched Clayton Kershaw that night. He's against the White Sox. Yes, the Chicago White Sox, who we've been picking on. I have flat out been the Chicago White Sox whisperer. But folks, in my deep dive yesterday, something stood out like a sore thumb to me that I would not have known, honest to God, if I did not sit down for an hour and a half to two hours yesterday. Chicago White Sox, a little bit, a little bit, they can hit left-handed pitching. Actually, a lot. Compared to most of the league. Against right-handed pitching, oh, we're going to keep playing them all day long, pitchers. All day long. They're bad, bad. But against left-handed pitching, they can hit them. And Jason Vargas is not very good, folks. Not very good at all. 
That Sierra is disgusting. The estimated, like I said last time, the estimated ERA for this man, Jason Vargas, he is a... Um, his, his estimated ERA is projected. Uh, well, it's, it's, it keeps adjusting. It's down to 2.80 now. They're actually starting to show some love for him in the world. But uh, he's striking out 28.1% of the batters he's facing. And uh, the White Sox are striking out 21.7% of the time. But I have them against lefties only striking out 16.9% this season alone. And on this season... Against left-handed pitching, their woe was 326, and they're hitting 264 against left-handed pitching. Now, given the small sample size, I get it. But that's something to look at just on the fact that we're on an ugly small slate. We're trying to pick our poisons, and everyone and their mom is going to be on Jason Vargas. And rightfully so. He's been lights out, and it's very ugly. I don't blame you if you're having multiple lineups. Have some Jason Vargas exposure, but don't go heavy. I would definitely have some White Sox bats elsewhere. I would, because the implosion's coming, and I'd get on that train. And tonight could be the night. It's a great hitting environment in Chicago. Um, looking at the weather, it could be very enticing there. I've got a feeling this is the night to jump off the Jason Vargas train, folks. And you know where we're jumping? We're jumping to Miguel Gonzalez at $7,500 versus those Royals. Miguel Gonzalez. God, that hurt to just say. He's coming off eight and a third, four hit, one run, four strikeouts against the New York Yankees. Prior to that, four and two thirds, eight hits, three earned, five Ks, but four walks. That's why a short outing against Cleveland. But prior to that, six innings, seven hits, two earned, six Ks against Minnesota. Two of those three starts over 20 fantasy points. He is looking really, really good to start the year. Coming in, and he's facing the Royals, whose offense has just been bad. We They, they couldn't even hit in Texas for crying out that hitting environment uh, against some very putrid uh, options. Now they're coming into Chicago, given another great hitting environment. And on the season... They strike out 21.8% of the time, 0.276 well, but one of the worst in all of baseball versus right-handed pitching. And they're hitting 220 against right-handed pitching. You got like Moustakis to be scared of. He's like the only one hitting right now. Hosmer is, you know, always a threat, but nothing too scary. So all in all, I love Miguel Gonzalez tonight. People are going to look at him and they're going to overlook him. I think Miguel Gonzalez is a phenomenal play tonight. Definitely, definitely on the Miguel Gonzalez bandwagon. The next option uh, I'm going to be looking at is Amir Garrett of the Cincinnati Reds. He's going to be very, very popular, but I cannot get off of this train. Garrett, 7 innings, 7 hits, 2 or 12 Ks his last time out against Baltimore. He's just been great all season. Uh, three quality starts, 1.83 ERA, 21 Ks, and only like 19 and two-thirds innings. He's just been lights out. Averaging in 25.2 DraftKings points per start. And he's going up against a Milwaukee offense that is falling and falling quickly. Uh, the biggest thing about them is they strike out like gangbusters. They're striking out at 30.2% of the times versus left-handed pitching. Now the scary part is they do hit the ball extremely well. So we're playing with fire with Garrett. This is the thing. This is a GPP play. 
because they strike out 30.2% of the time, but they have one of the single best Wobas in all of baseball against left-handed pitching and one of the best batting averages against left-handed pitchers. So you're going to be rolling the dice here because they got like Matt Braun who mashes lefties. I will say Johnny VR has been really bad versus left-handed pitching to start the year. But um, the K rate gives Garrett immense upside uh, in this matchup. So we will be having some Garrett for sure on this ugly, ugly pitching slate. So there you have it. Lariano, uh, I don't blame you for playing Jason Vargas, but buyer, buyer, beware. I didn't mention Chad Cool, but uh, against the Cubs, it's scary, but I wouldn't mind a little, little Chad Cool. Um, Miguel Gonzalez all over him, all over Miguel Gonzalez, and then Amir Garrett. It's a really rough night, so I'm only targeting a couple arms, and then I'm going to build elsewhere. Um, there's really not a whole lot to like. Like, you got Brett Anderson out there. There's really no K upside. I love Ricky Nolasco, but he got scratched. Um, if you want to go a little Chris Archer, knock yourself out, like I said, but I'm not big on that either. So it's Lariano, Miguel Gonzalez, and Amir Garrett. Those are my big three. I'm building around those three for the most part and sprinkling in a little else, but that's where we're rocking and rolling. And then we're heading to the bats, to the catching position. Robinson, or uh, Buster Posey. Buster Posey. Only $3,900 against a left-handed pitcher. Yes, Buster Posey. That's pretty crazy. $3,900. Going up against Hung Jin Ryu. Uh, Is uh, outstanding. Posey rakes lefties. You got Tony Walters in the Coors game. The Coors game is going to be off the chart. Uh, If he's playing 3,300 against uh, the Rockies, are going to be outstandingly popular going against Jacob Turner, who's got shelled in AAA. Somehow uh, Joe Ross got pulled back. So you got Jacob Turner making the start. That's just going to be a bloodbath written all over it. Uh, You got Francisco Cervelli, 3,200 against the lefty. Yasmani Grandal, 3,200 against Matt Cain. Uh, Pena's 3,100 or Bandy 3K against Garrett. Like I said, I don't mind. You put some brew crew out there. I just love Garrett. I love Garrett. Um, everyone's going to be on the Brewers, and their offense is still very good. And that, that K rate is what makes Garrett so great. Garrett can still give up two or three runs. He's going to strike out a ton. And then Austin Hedges, 3K for the Padres. First base, absolutely loaded and expensive. DraftKings prices did it right tonight. It's another reason why I like Miguel Gonzalez and uh, is worth worth the price because you're going to need to save some cash. Uh, Rizzo, 5,300 going up uh, against Chad Cool. Rizzo is just on fire. Had a huge weekend in Cincinnati. Yeah, Goldie, 5,200 against Chassin. Diamondbacks, one of my favorite stacks of the night. Motto, 5,100 against Matt Garza. Matt Garza is pitching, folks. Love some Cincy bats. But Cincy's expensive on DraftKings today. Ryan Zimmerman, we've loved him all year. He went yard on Sunday night baseball. He's 4,900 in Coors against the lefty Anderson. Righty's rake lefty, or rake Anderson. You got Will Myers, 4,800. Mark Reynolds in Coors at 46. Chris Davis, 4,600. Mike Napoli, 4,300. Jose Abreu's 4,400 against Vargas. If you're getting, if you're building your White Sox stack. Uh, you got Lomo, 4K. Kendrick Morales, 3,600 against Jesse Chavez. At second base, in Coors, got Daniel Murphy, 5,600. Brian Dozier against the lefty, Martin Perez, 5,300. DJ LeMahieu, 4,800. Rubio Dor, 47. 
Bradley Miller, 4,500. Ben Zobris, 4,300. Uh, Jonathan Scope, 3,800. I wanted to mention with Chris Archer, right-handed, <clears throat> right-handed hitters are actually hitting them better than lefties. Uh, <clears throat> the right-handed hitters in the Orioles lineup love that hard-throwing fastball that Archer brings. So that's why you're going to target like Machado, Scope, Trumbo, Jones. But don't ever forget about Chris Davis. Chris Davis hits Archer very well. Good BVP if you believe in those kind of things. Um, Solarte, 3,800 for the Padres. Stack hit in the middle of that order. Aaron, uh, third base, we have Arenado at $5,600. Coolers is priced high tonight, folks. Um, we got Rendon, $5,200. Freaking Anthony Rendon, $5,200. That's just nuts. Manny Machado, $4,900. He likes a little Archer as well. Hopefully, he doesn't get thrown behind his head. Robbie, or Miguel Sano, $4,700. Todd, the Todd Father, $4,600. Mr. Lamb, Jacob Lamb, $4,300. Love him again, as always, against the right-handed pitcher. Uh, Chasin, Joey Gallo just hit another one. He's 4K, price tag's rising. He's actually showing people what he can do. Shimp, $3,900. Suarez, 4K for the Reds. Nunez, 3,700. Uh, Justin Turner, only 3,400 against Matty Kane. The Moose, Moustakis, 3,300. If you're not going Todd Father, but you are building a White Sox stack, I like Matt Davidson at 3,200. He hits lefties extremely well in that White Sox order. So don't forget him. Uh, then Damon Fries, if you're going against Brett Anderson, 3,200. Going to Coors, Story, 5,400. Seager for the Dodgers, 4,200. Uh, Elvis Andrews, he's been hitting in the middle of that Rangers order and, and being productive, 4,100. Addison Russell, 3,700. Chris Owens, 3,700 for the D-backs. Jordy Mercer, 3,200, leading off usually against the lefty for the Pirates. Then the outfield is loaded, but not a ton of late value, which is really crappy because usually where you find it. Overall in this slate, not a lot of value with the passes, which really sucks. Uh, in the outfield... We have a $6,000-plus bat. Bryce Harper in Coors Field, $6,100. I can't blame anybody for paying for it because it's Bryce freaking Harper in Coors Field. But $6,100, he's going to have to net you like 20-something points. Like high points. Crazy points. Just beware of that. You got uh, Trey Turner at 5500 Blackman at 5500 Eaton at 5500 That's all. That's all Coors Field. Ryan Braun against the lefty Garrett, 5,400. Braun's having a great year, crushes lefties. Uh, Trout, 5,300 uh, against Lariano. Cargo, 53 in Coors, worth 5,000 in Coors. Duvall against Garza, 4,700. Beham, 4,600 against Garza. Send Su, 4,600. Trumbo, 4,500. Schwarber, 4,500. Adam Jones against Archer, 4,400. Steven Souza, Jr., 4,400. A.J. Pollock against Chassin, 4,400. Kevin Kiermaier, 4,300. Robbie Grossman, 4,200. Yasmani Tomas, we usually only target him against lefty, but he's just been hitting it and hitting it well. He had two homers on Saturday. I believe those are both against right-handed pitching. He is 4,200. Gerardo Parra in Coors. Here's your cheap piece of Coors action. He's only 4,200. The Milkman. He's 4,100 against Vargas. He's had decent career success against Vargas. Definitely a part of your White Sox stack. C-Dick, only 4,100 against Ubaldo Jimenez. Shebler, 4,100. 
Nomar Mazzara, 4,100. David Peralta, a nice 4K. He's been swinging it well. Hunter Pence, 3,900 against Ryu. 10 for 22 lifetime against Ryu. Manny Margot, 3,700. And Hunter Renfro, $3,600. There you have it. A quick nine-game slate. Looking at our stacks. Obviously, you have Coors with an implied team total of 5.55. Going against Tyler Anderson target. For the most part, your right-handed bats, but... Obviously, you're not going to not look at like Bryce Harper, but uh, I love Zimmerman. You have Worth, Rendon. I'm not a big Rendon, but Zimmerman, Worth. Uh, don't forget Bryce and Murphy. You're not going to ignore those guys. But uh, with Colorado against uh, against Jacob Turner at a 5.45 implied team total, that's just too low. If you if you gamble, you take over in a heartbeat. They're going to just they're going to destroy Turner, like destroy him. Blackman, Cargo, Story, Arenado. It's super expensive, but if you gotta if you gotta pay for like Matt Kane and someone else and roll the dice on pitching, you pay for those bats because it's gonna be stupid. Um, Arizona against Chassin, I, that's my favorite stack. If you're gonna fade Coors, you go to Arizona. They're cheap, a lot cheaper. They can they can produce like Coors bats tonight. I'll flat out say it right now. Goldie is priced like Coors. He's fifty two hundred, but that's still cheaper than it's cheaper than Cargo. Cheaper than Blackman, cheaper than Story, cheaper than Arenado. Goldie at fifty two hundred. Then you go and get Lamb for forty three. You get Peralta at four. You get Pollock at forty four. That four man stack is cheaper than the rest of them. If you want to go five man, you can go Tomas. If you want, knock yourself out. But I just go that four man, and you're good to go. That's one through four in their order, and I can build elsewhere. You can still get Lariano and. Miggy Gonzalez or Lariano Garrett or Gonzalez Garrett. You know, Gonzalez Garrett get a real heavy stack involved. Holy crap, what you could do. There's lots of options there. But I love me some Arizona. Um, you can put right-handed bats against Chassini, but left-handed smacks the crap out of them. But um, I love a, an Arizona-San Diego stack. But Arizona is my favorite stack of the night. Don't forget Texas against Phil Hughes. In Texas, it, or I think they're in Texas. I fucked that up. Um let me double check that before I really talk out of school. Uh, yeah, they're in Texas. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Much better hitting environment, like I was saying. So, uh, ball will fly much better out of Texas than in Minnesota. Phil Hughes, heavy fly ball pitcher. Texas implied team total of 4.89. Uh, lefties smack Hughes around. Righties hit him pretty good as well. But, like, Nomar Mazzara, Joey Gallo continues. I've been saying it for weeks. Great GPP play. People are starting to catch on if you look around, folks. Starting to catch on there. He's raking. I uh, like them. Mike Napoli has some pretty good success against Hughes, so don't forget him as well. Uh, I mentioned Andres. Ruggio Doors in a nice spot. So Texas, if you're staying off of Coors, is another nice one to target there. They haven't been as productive as I like, though, so I'm not like all in on them like I am on Arizona. So don't go too crazy, but they are a nice one to keep your eye on. Minnesota versus Perez, I like them a lot against the lefty, Miguel Sano, Dozier, you know, Grossman's a good hitter, but Perez doesn't give up a ton of home runs, so buyer beware there, but I do like them, Just, they don't give up a ton of homers, Cubs are always a great look, but I like Chad Cool. he's a really good young pitcher, uh, good ballpark to pitch in, but it is the Cubs, but I do like Cool. so not the best situation, you just never know when the Cubs are going to hit when they're not. I love Tampa against Jimenez. Tampa, 4.3 team total. Always under the radar stack. Always. Love their lefties. Lefties rake against Jimenez. 
Um, if you've listened to this pod enough, you know I'm always on Tampa Stacks. They're always so cheap. And they are one of the best teams in baseball. When I built this chart, I know I keep talking about it, but I, it was some of this stuff was a real eye-opener. Some teams were like obvious. You, you knew what you were getting. But Tampa Bay, they strike out a ton, which we've known. But offensively, Team Woba, one of the best in baseball. Against left-handed pitching, really good. Against right-handed pitching, really, really, really good. They're just a great, great offense, crushing the baseball. Um, it, it's really good to see. Stack them up. Get your C-Dick leading off in the lineup super cheap. Kiermaier's, you know, doing his thing not as much. Lomo's breaking. Susan Jr., lots of good options there. If uh, Peterson's in the lineup, he's cheap left-handed option. Uh, see what their lineup is. Definitely get a little Tampa stack if you're feeling it. Cincinnati against Garza is phenomenal. They're a little more pricey than you'd like, but a great look in that ballpark, that hidden environment. Most people won't look that direction. They'll be stacking elsewhere like Arizona, Coors, Texas. Cincinnati should be very low-owned. Great opportunity there against Garza. Phenomenal low-owned stack, especially with their price tag so high, which will turn a lot of people away. They'll be very, very low-owned, so it'll be a good tournament stack. And Baltimore against Archer, probably the best tournament stack of the night. No one's going to go there. No one's going to go there at all. Uh, Archer, he can throw a nine inning no hitter. He's that good. I love Chris Archer as a whole. It's just a bad spot for him. And uh, I will, I build a lot of lineups, so I I always cover my bases. I will have some Archer exposure. I can you know ten percent of my lineups will have Archer at least 15 percent. I I will cover my base because I know he's that good. But if you're only making three, four, five lineups, I probably wouldn't have any of them, just because. I am not worried about Baltimore busting out against him because that's what they do against him, especially on the road. That's what they do. They have that home run capability. They can hit two or three off of him, and it'll be like two or three two-run homers or three-run homers, and it blows his day up. They won't be solo shots, and that's what you're worried about. He's going to have to strike out 10 guys to make it even a half-decent start, and he's a five-digit pitcher, and that's where you get burned. So I know I was long-winded. I racked up the player stuff Short there, so I want to give you a little deeper dive into my stacks than I usually do. And I wanted to explain them for you there compared to just naming them off. Um, so there's your stacks for the night. Like I said, Liriano, Miguel Gonzalez, and Garrett are my top three options. I mentioned a few others. You know, if you want to roll on Gartry, want to roll on Granky, want to roll on Vargas, cool. There's a few guys you can really roll the dice on. But my main guys, Liriano, Miguel Gonzalez, Garrett. But have fun tonight. It's, a, it's an odd. It's an interesting odd nine-game slate. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with, I believe, a full 15-gamer. It'll be fun. But let's have some fun, guys. Uh, we are back. And uh, enjoy the start of your week. It's Monday. Don't have a case of the Mondays. Let's win some money. Let's let our screens be green, as they say. And I'll catch you guys later. This was your MLB DFS Monday, April 24th edition. I was your host, at Media Intric. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com. I'll catch you guys later.